after oh, three times of fucking up, <laughs> we are here, and I'm with. Hey guys, my name's <laughs> Wet Memes. Yes, this AKA is Wet Memes. My fault. That boy J. And this is that boy J. And, and you're watching Wet World. World. You know the vibes. Dun 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 dun. Yes. Wait, fuck. <laughs> dun 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 dun. All right. So before I noticed that we weren't recording, we were talking about love. So. Oh boy. I'm gonna start off the conversation. I think love, because you were speaking on how you don't like to hear about. Um, your girl talk about other niggas, which I understand because in like, ele- like in not elementary, but like early high school when I was in my relationships, I was insecure to think of like other that, niggas that, like that. That one relationship in particular. Of course. I'm, cough. You might cough, know. Cough. You might know. But, you know, I was I was in she, a relationship. It was bad. It got oh, it really? got bad. I'm not going to say like it was bad, but it just escalated because yeah, I was gonna say, insecurity. I feel like- I feel like with every relationship, like it doesn't, it doesn't start off bad. It's one of, of those course things. not. It's You're one of those things you mentally phase. build it up to the You're point where nice. it feels bad, and then you get to really know them, and, and then like, something Yo. pops off, like an event happens, like, and it, it really doesn't even testes. have to be an event. It's more like you kind of notice something, mm. and something clicks with you, and you are like, "Oh shit!" You what notice the fuck? like exactly how they are, or how they act, and then you are like, "Yeah, I don't like that," or if you don't, if you just don't fuck with it, you are like, "That's not really." cool like I don't, i'm not really on that wave yeah and then like i don't know i feel like for me i'll notice some shit or they'll do some shit that they think i don't know and like i'll just keep it in my head and like i'll remember it and it'll stick with me that's what i used to and do. then like it'll stick with me to Definitely. the point where it'll start to develop a scenario a scenario yeah, that could be like the, the most exactly like the most illogical fucking shit ever <laughs> then that illogical shit happens and i'm like all right cool so do i lose my mind now or later Honestly, with thoughts like that, I used to make like whole scenarios about the people I was with whenever I heard another man's name because I felt like I couldn't provide. Exactly. And in you terms f- of yeah. like the specific relationship you're alluding to, it was long distance. And long distance in high school is yeah. not fucking cute. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. That was shit. Like that shit, that long distance shit is It a wasn't bitch, like that though. far. She lives across the river, but Across the river, when you have like ten dollars in your bank account, asking your mom for twenty dollars PSN cards, it's not I, really, you I know, mean, it don't work that way. I don't know. I feel like for me at the time, like if a sh- or if a, let me get this. Hold on, we respect women. Yes. If a woman asked me back then or told me back then, hey, like I live so and so, like in a discreet location that's like very far for you, but you have to somehow afford it. I think I would have finessed it to the point where like we like would meet halfway. Like Meeting halfway isn't a isn't a bad thing, but also since you know early high school. Oh yeah, like they, like ninth grade. So I, like they, I want you home by this hour. I mean personally, like my, my I'm not gonna sit here and I like my mom. Like I'm not gonna call my mom no bad person. My mom personally didn't go fuck. Like it was just like, hey bro, as long as you show up at the house at night, like I'm okay with that. No, my mom definitely cared. I remember one time I lost my phone and then I was trying to find it, and then she got mad at me for staying out late. But I'm trying to find my phone. Like I'm like, trying mom, to report back to you. You came back, <laughs> mom. I, I was, lost my phone. Facts. Fuck the like, phone. I'm concerned like, about your well-being. Why didn't you text me back? Why didn't you text me back? I was like, bro, no phone, nah, bro. Um. All right. So let me get into. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm. Gonna, I had a question for you, but I'm not gonna wall out. I'll, I'll save it for then. This next shit. So, if there's one thing I've, I guess, learned about love, 
more recently now more than ever it's kind of like you kind of learn how to like let go of little things here and there like i feel like with me i was very i had my shell and my guard up mm-hmm. and like over the like i guess over the course of what from 17 years old to 19 years old like i've always had my guard up in terms of like how i would let people in and i feel like the person that i'm with now i don't really have to have that like they're kind of just always there and it's like not in a bad way like they're there like with me it's more of like that like you can lean on them when you need to it's not because like i don't want to make them feel like a crutch but it's kind of more like in me that. being my own person you're also your own person it's like just you're, a little me yeah like your second voice exactly like, bro like if i can't speak she'll speak for me mm. and i find it I don't know, bro. Like, I, like I guess I find it like a little bit more scarier now that I like her more than every girl I've ever been with. Like, I like I've been like, and it sounds so disrespect. Like, not it's like not. I don't I don't know disrespectful shit. So like, if you're watching this, you know who you are. Like, I'm not gonna say your name because, but T <laughs> T. But like, I noticed that with this girl, like, I genuinely like. There's a love for her that there was that there's never had or there never has been for others. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like with all the other like people I've ever been with, it's kind of like puppy love at first. But like with her or with the current person that I'm with, it's more like I want to solidify, I want to build, I want to do, I want to create, I want to go out, I want to explore. I want like the possibilities are endless, and like the f- like things in the future, like in terms of what we want to do, like. I can already see it come to fruition. It's just a matter of like applying the work and like doing it and getting there. Definitely, I could. I I definitely agree with that. Like, love is, bro. Honestly, recently I haven't really been thinking about. It. I'm gonna keep it a buck because you know Earth right now is kind of crazy. It's really, it's, a, it's a hard time to be a bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Those P- two things have nah, been. No, I remember mind. when the PS5 first got announced. I hit her up with a quickness. I was like, Were you one of those? Like, bro, you buy me the PS5. <laughs> you trying to buy me the PS5? You trying to buy me the PS5? Buy me that, please. <laughs> Facts. If you're trying to buy me the PS5, just let me know. All we got to do is have a conversation. <coughs> listen, sit on the listen. couch, get the mic, and that's it, bro. Ladies, listen. <laughs> My son, Big, Big D Mills. Yes. Wet World. Yes. Wet Memes. Yes. Big D. Yes, sir. D Millies. Yes. Um, he's looking for a female. She has to be short, you know curly haired, funny, has to love wow, cartoons. Wow, the nail on the head. Has to love cartoons. Has to have some form of melanin. Not too much. I mean... A decent amount. A decent amount. He's he's okay <laughs> with everything, but I'm I'm just really hitting. We the love specifics. all races. You got to learn how to dress though. Label. Like you you can't be you cannot be not drippy, bro. Nah, everybody got their own sense of style. I don't. Okay, not. but don't be dripless. Yes. Have your <laughs> have originality. If you do not have originality, you are not the one for him. On but God. I'm thinking. I mean, shit. One. I personally sometimes I feel like I'm not original. Sometimes I feel like I'm a carbon copy. I don't even know if who, but sometimes I just don't. I feel like what I'm doing now isn't. Like some brand new shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at this at this point where I'm doing what Quentin Tarantino did when he was younger, and he's like taking away from other artists around him. Yeah, no doubt. But they said I feel like you shouldn't say taking away, but more you're drawing inspiration from other people. Yeah, like you're taking as much inspiration from as many sources as possible. Like for me, for example, like the biggest one I could say is X, but like at the same time like people won't like people won't see my other inspirations like bro i'm heavily inspired by like the fucking by the neighborhood mm-hmm. by all different forms of alter- alternative bands like what fucking blink 182 fucking lincoln park 
all the extra shit that niggas don't know and like you listen to by yourself because you don't want to listen to amongst your homeboys. <laughs> that's really what yeah, I'm it's into. It's a secret playlist that you hide from your friends. It's not even secret, bro. I feel like at this rate, like I feel like now we're all so comfortable with like listening to alternative music. That I'm we so can... happy that that's happening. Exactly, because I feel like back then, like you had to listen to fucking. You would have to listen. Go. You'd have to, to get in the car and listen to some G Herbo, like just to blend in, and you don't even know the fucking and do song. One of these, you do the head. You'd be like, not even, not even that. It's more like. <laughs> And you act like you know the lyrics. Bro, I'm rolling, I, I'm rolling, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling, up, I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm rolling. Half I'm rolling. of the songs that people play in their car either don't know or I just don't listen to. I hate that. I hate the new shit that niggas times. be playing. Like, except for like the catchy ones. Like I feel like the New York scene is just drill music now. Yeah, because pop. Like we I, said I feel earlier. like he's, I feel with him dying. I feel like set it off, but nah, it's like it's pop. TJ and Favi. Favi, Favi, and then who? Nah, twenty two G's. Chef G. It's it's mad heads really like. There's a lot of people that it. popped off with the drill scene. I'm not gonna lie. I just don't know if it's gonna stick because yeah, it's work. It worked. Last I feel like year, it works, but like when you get repetitive. Like now nah, who's that one Instagram year. comedian that did that shit? Ron Suno. Ron Suno was he did, fucking. He did LA. something like that, right? That nigga said, "What's the fuck?" He made some spider. I think it's just called Spider Man or some shit like that. <laughs> I don't. It's just, I forgot what it was. I just seen. I remember seeing one of my high school class, or I guess former classmates, in one of his videos. I was like, oh shit! Like she made it. Good for you. She did that. Now, um, you know what I really want to talk about that you're an advocate for. Let's see. It's that mental health talk. Yes, sir. So, do you want to speak on something specifically, something that's on your mind, or just a proper statement in your head? And I want like I want to see if you gen like what your genuine thought is. So gotcha. I've come to the True. realization this week that kind of like on, on like specifically with Kanye, Kanye, you have to. And so I've noticed that for me personally, whenever I'm like me, in terms of my mental health, whenever at my mentally lowest, like I'm at my lowest in terms of my own mental health, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at my smartest. Like I'm at my like I feel the most intelligent. Like I keep expanding. Like I'm, my level of understanding and intelligence is at an like all time high, and it keeps expanding. But I feel like fucking garbage and shit and like. What am I blowing my brains out? What about that is making your... Actually, you're not even done. I'm sorry. No, no. Just that. Like, that whole concept in itself. Like, mental, like in terms of my mental health, I don't feel healthy. Like, I'd want to fucking, like... I'd be better... I feel like mentally I'd be better off perished and, like, with no trace of my existence. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in me feeling that way, it's those times that I feel like that where I feel like, I feel like I'm at my smartest and I can understand people and I can, like just speak and understand like just speaking like just thinking at a different level as opposed to what i would regularly think or as opposed to how i would regularly think is the correct sentence my bad i'm talking like a bitch interesting concept because i would say like if you're if you're feeling more like connected with the people around you but mentally you're like what the fuck is going on with me then that means that you've been spent i feel like you've been spending too many too much time with those people or not too much time with yourself Definitely not too much with myself. I had to relearn how to fucking, like, be okay with, like, being alone. Yeah, you definitely need to. Like, yeah. being alone is... Being alone is low-key key. Like, it, low-key key. Being low-key is the key. <laughs> Fuck. Being alone is the key. Low-key. Yes. I agree with that. I'm a, I grew up an only child. I have brothers, but I don't live with them, obviously, because you're here. But I think I, I grew up an only child. Basically, this house, like... I've been in here since I was like in fifth grade, end of fourth grade, beginning of fifth grade. So all my high school life, all my middle school life was alone. 
So when I would come home and just be here doing nothing, like it really got me to be comfortable with myself, be comfortable with who I am. But the issue was, is I was comfortable being myself alone, but I wasn't comfortable doing that with a group of people or with multiple people or random people for that. Yeah, no, that's like that. That's also a good thing, or that's like a certain interesting topic as well. Because I like with me. I've always, like, my house has always been very small. Like, I lived in a one-bedroom apartment with, like, what, five, six heads? Mm -hmm. And so, in living with so many people, you kind of want that alone. Like, you want to be alone. Like, you're so sick and tired of, like, someone on your neck or someone in your vicinity that you're like, fuck, I want out. Like, I just want out. Get the fuck away from me. And when I had the opportunity to, like, live by myself, I took it. That's true. Hold on, man. So... (laughs) When you live by yourself, you kind of, like, low-key miss that shit. Like, yeah. If I remember for me, like, there were days where, like, I'd be like, oh, all my homeboys come over. We're doing this. We're about to party this and the third. So then we would do that. Mm-hmm. And then once they did that and everybody left and, like, the party scene was over and it was just me, I would feel like, damn, like. What was that for? Hmm? Like, you would feel like, what the fuck? Not even what the fuck, but it's just like, damn, like, everybody's got, like, somebody to go home to and, like, Yeah, me. you gotta clean up the mess. Not even not good. Like, personally, that shit never bothered me. It's just a matter of, like, mm-hmm. damn, here's me, like, what's my purpose? Everybody's just got their families to go to, and here's me kind of just in the middle of nowhere by myself. Mm. And I guess in a way, like, I never really found comfort with that when I lived by myself. So then, like, when I moved back in with my parents, like... I guess it was, like, that fulfilling factor. Like, there's somebody home waiting for me. Like, let's go. Like, it's lit. And then, like, I guess then COVID happened and you see too much of the fuckers <laughs> and you're like, holy fucking shit. Get I would kill out. to be alone. Get me out but then of I, the I don't know. I feel like it's just, it's a battle that contradicts itself for me at least because it's like, I like to be alone, but I don't like to be, like, alone, alone. Like, I don't like to be in, like, an empty house. Like, you see all the weekends, like, you like You like to be alone, but you don't like to be in an empty house. Exactly. Like, you see the weekend, he's like, what's it called? Because his house is not a home (laughs) without my baby. Yo, honestly, that nigga was spitting on that He's always spitting. I know, but what's it called? I mean, there's, like, a little inside thing. That whole project, that whole after hours project is fucking insane. Like that got me. That helped me through so much during quarantine. Yo, who the fuck are you telling, bro? There was this one specific event in my life, in like I want to say the twentieth, twenty first of April. So from the twentieth and twenty first of April all the way up to like I want to say late May, early June, like some shit had happened. Aside from my grandpa dying, but that's a different story. There was this big event that happened for me. And that project, fucking, I held on to that project. Like, from the first track all the way up to the 12th track, fucking amazing. Sensational, saved my life. But at the same time, it was also something that was very comforting Mm -hmm. to have in the background. And I don't know, I guess it just hits, it hits certain, like, just areas, like, for me personally, based off of the fact that the project means a lot more to me because it means so much to somebody that I know. So, oh, you made it for someone. Not even that. Like, I mean, it reminds me so much of somebody. Mm. And so when I hear that project and or anything by the weekend now, like it kind of just like gives me that like comfort and that reassurance that this person exists and like I can never forget them and that like the me- the memory of them is tied to that project. And no matter where I go to listen to it, I will always think of that person when I listen to that project. 
and there'll be certain songs too like the track after hours itself solidifies that like <laughs> that on, that statement on its own gotcha do you apply that to your own music um, like do you try to make songs to remember yeah people? i feel like with the thing that i most recently dropped like i think what's it called my hook yeah in the most thing in the most recent drop my bad i'm a <laughs> in the most recent drop i feel like with me with where you going i feel like when i yeah when i hit the hook and i was like baby i don't know where we're going tired of the games and all the hoeing pussy tastes like one and feel like ocean baby you so fun like where you going baby where you going like even now i feel like that was the first time i tried because like i guess i'm trying to like open up in terms of emotion like emotions like i'm trying to like give out some form of emotional vulnerability mm-hmm. but i don't think i've ever done that in the sad sense or in the love sense i feel like i've done it in terms of like anger and spite and ignorance because that's low-key how you attract like with me i had this method where if i was ignorant enough i can attract a crowd and it worked it worked but i'm like fuck because now i got like niggas wanting to fuck you know it's crazy (laughs) right niggas wanted to shoot me over songs and shit i was like i was keeping up with your snapchat story during that time would you like to speak on that so let's see i think all right so but for for me to get to that, I gotta explain the like how everything works. So, when "fuck you" was created, there's multiple perspectives to that story. Yes. So, or I guess yeah, there's multiple perspectives to the story, but there's also different ways or different meanings for everybody involved in terms of like the song's creation and how it went down. For me, "fuck you" was very personal at the time because of an incident that had gone down, and in that incident, I had to like obviously retain myself. I couldn't express myself, so I had to just. I was doing what I was regularly doing was just penting up all of like the anger that I was feeling. So I remember I had just written the song in my in my stepbrother's floor at the time because I was sleeping on the floor, and I just had the beat on loop. So I was just listening to it. So I'm like, okay, rage, California. I'm like, yo, that's, this gonna be so hard. And so I saw some. I remember I was in Florida and I saw a nigga that I knew post uh, Dykeman Label Studio because that's the studio I went to. He posted the studio, and I'm like, bro, that studio's indictment? Like, that's right there. I could just go. So I came back to the city after I had left Florida, and I went to the studio. I remember ahead of time I told my old collaborator, I told Gizmo, or I think he goes, yeah, he goes by Gizzy now. I was like, oh, dude, like, get on this song. We got to do this. We got to do this. Like, we going to go hard. Me and you, bro. Let's, let's go. Modern, we're going to be the next X and Ski. Literally, we're going to be the next X and Ski. So he writes his verse, and... Afterwards, like we go to the studio that day, and how I sound on that song is basically just an expression of how, like, how much shit I was just penting up and going through. And when we dropped that song, I remember everybody was like, "What the fuck is this kid on?" Like the staff had noticed, the teachers had heard it. Basically, like all of Inwood Early College, like my old school, had heard the whole song and everybody was like yo what the fuck we need this we need this expeditiously so i'm like fuck it like dude i'm i'm late as shit like i got like one what's it called i had 1k in like two days and bro back then 1k was like a big ass number i'm like oh bitch i'm famous like that's it it's over (laughs) i don't gotta go to school no more (laughs) and so that happens and then afterwards that my bad it was this next song. It's called Fucking What Early Kids. 
Now, Fucking With Early Kids was in development since I was a freshman, but I never executed it until my junior year. Fucking With Early Kids was like a diss track to my school. Mm. Not necessarily to the school, because like, I love it. Now, probably, because I left. But <laughs> like, I used to, like, I, I cared for staff, and I actually love staff. Some staff members, let me be specific, some, not all. Team. But it was more towards, like, the kids there, like... All the all of my fucking classmates, like I fuck there were some people I just couldn't stand in and with I was like, yo, fuck every single one of y'all niggas. So I was like, yo, fucking with early kids. And then the Naruto beat goes off and I'm like, Oh, alright. And so the verse was written and one day we go to the studio and just make four songs and then those four songs are well. well, well fuck <laughs> basically that's your reset yeah it's my little my little mental reset my little little Thanos snap here and there damn we gotta talk about we gotta talk about of that course, shit afterwards um nah alright so with fucking with early kids and all the other things that came about it mm-hmm. with fucking with early kids fucking with early kids is my biggest song only obviously because of the title yes but with that song itself it hit um, it hit a point where the ignorance level was up because we were disrespecting somebody who had gone to the school at the time. And we were, it was, I guess it was like that little pre premature rap beef with another fucking local rapper. Cause <laughs> in reality we we were all local kid rappers. Like we don't, we didn't know jack shit about anything until like we grew. And so once we had dropped fucking with early kids, like the school was like, Holy shit. Fucking wood. Fuck. How did I turn in wood against in wood? Don't know. Did it though. So <laughs> everybody's like, yeah, fucking with early kids. Nigga, fucking with early college. And I'm like, that's all right. Fuck that. So that song had it 2k in mm-hmm. like what? 24 hours. Team. And so I was like, okay, um, I'm done. Like I don't got to go to school. So my like my dropout tendency happens. I start to drop out. I don't show up for days on end. Like I start to just not give a fuck. And then the person who we targeted that song towards responds with his own song. Mm. Not gonna. I'm not gonna put my two cents there because the rap beef is over. Like we've all like. Have you moved on from it? Definitely. Like now, but I was, it took a year. I'm not gonna lie. It takes time. So the person that it was about retaliated. So we retaliate with our last one. We're like, all right, one more song, and then we're done with that shit. So it's called Talking My Shit. We retaliate with Talking My Shit, and then me and Gizzy, we just retaliate. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to keep it professional. We retaliated. Mm -hmm. And so one of that nigga's mans hits my snap, and I forgot what he said, but he was like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We're going to shoot at you. I just remember sending that. I remember sending the address. That's it. I just remember sending the address and then deleting, bro. I was like, you did a Tony Stark. I was like, bro, Addy, and then just deleted <laughs> that nigga. Like, bro, I did something. Do I still live? Yeah, I do still live there. Why the fuck did I ask myself that? I mean, I don't live there, but I live around there. But I was like, blank, 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 113th Street. And I'm like, all right, well, now we wait. Brian never did shit. I definitely was a little psychopath, though. I plotted what I was going to do, like, I, pl- I plotted a lot of crimes back in my rapper days. Ooh. I'm still a rapper, though, but I feel like I'm experimenting with sounds more. I definitely see that, especially with that new song that you sent me. Yeah. Segway. Them, them. Segway into a transition. <laughs> now, listen here, fans. If y'all came in here... Oh, shit. I got the new new on my phone. You got that new new, but listen, if you came in here looking for the song, it's going to play right now. Do that, boy, Jay. Yeah, and... Oh, wait. Ring. Wait, wait. I got to go to the music. Okay. Whoopsies. There we go. 
Damn. This is thing I I like this because I really feel like you're trying you're stepping more into melodies. Yeah, I like even even do experimenting with it is so weird because it's like I it's something that I wasn't comfortable with. Like I told myself back then when I was making other rap, like when I was making like more lyrical rap, I was like I would never step down the auto or I will never step down to the auto tune level. That'll never be me. Mm-hmm. Now look at me now. <laughs> I like the hook to that song. Though. You don't like um auto tune like that or I mean I, I wasn't comfortable with re- I wasn't comfortable with recording with it at the time because back then like everybody was doing it so I didn't want to be I wouldn't I didn't want to be categorized with everybody because mm. like back then like if you did it you were just oh yeah you're another New York rapper so that's why I feel like I started off on the right foot with fuck you because it was like okay this is not just a regular oh, ass nigga like this nigga is about to really do some other crazy shit. And that's like the great part that I've always appreciated. I like sure. that. I like that. It is not plugged in. No, I just pushed You've been thinking. No, 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 my shit good. My shit good. You've I been recording though. I don't know, but this is thing. This is valid. I was blasting this before you came. Yeah, here. no, the, the I love the hook to that song. It's not even done yet. Blue or red lightsaber? Look, you're telling me she's not a fucking wife, nigga. She just texted me blue or red lightsaber. <laughs> Yo, bro, you cannot fu- make that up. You can't, li- dog. Li- <laughs> she gonna watch this interview. Listen, bro, these type of questions get you fucking proposed to. That shit get your pussy ate. T, uh, like G shit. T. Nah, that is that's some goat shit right there. I'm not gonna lie, you got a keeper. If she asking you what lightsaber you want, that's it. It's over. Honestly, bro. Speaking I- of, look, that's not a coincidence. That's the universe. She said blue or red lightsaber. I gotta go with red personally. I like the. I really like the red lightsaber, I like red, but I don't. But I, I don't like bang with the purple. Sith. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I love Mace Windu's lightsaber. Purple is one of my fire. favorite colors now. But Damn. like, he's an asshole. Hey, yeah, we're talking about Star Wars. Like, we're talking about Star Wars. Bro. How do you Mace feel Windu about was a them? Fucking dickhead, to Anakin Skywalker, bro. <laughs> like, was. poor Anakin really just wanted to save his fucking was... mom and Padme, but niggas just wasn't fucking with the fact that he had an emotional attachment to women. He didn't think that. I feel like that's the problem with the Jedi. Like, how are you gonna try to be peacekeepers but not embrace <laughs> your emotions? Anakin, pussy, you are not allowed like, to have. Exactly. Like, come on, Yoda. You the goat, don't get me wrong. You the goat, my nigga. You definitely like, done some crazy shit in your fair day, but then, that nigga Yoda really bro. died just using the force to lift a spaceship. Bro, Yoda just said, yo, go over there. And he taught Luke whatever he had to teach him, and then he said, I'm out. Now, Luke Skywalker had nap, the longest arc in all of Star Wars. That was out. Luke Skywalker had the longest the, arc in all of Star Wars. It was though. him and Darth Vader. Now, actually, Darth Vader has nah, the longest arc. Low I don't key. think Vader... I, it's between him because like you seen like you get to watch you literally watch Luke grow up and die. If we're counting the J.J. Abrams series, of course. Well, I mean the sequels exist. Yeah, we have to address them as much as bad as, as bad they as are. they are. I mean, I, I don't. I personally, I don't feel they're bad. The I don't like the way it ended though. Like I feel like, bro, if they would have made Rey Obi Wan's daughter, then it just everything would have canonically made sense. Okay, Obi Wan is Rey's father. Whoa, pause. Obi Wan. Yeah, I was right. Obi Wan is right. Rey's father. So then instead of doing Palpatine's granddaughter, because, like, what the... Where that the fuck do you any get that? Sense. When the fuck did Palpatine find the time in the prequels to get some pussy? And you know what's funny? It's not even Palpatine. It's a clone of him. So there was a clone Palpatine walking around the galaxy getting frisky and had that baby. And then that baby had a ring. Like, come on, bro. I feel like J.J. did we had to do to wrap up the series. I'm not going to lie. Given his situation Listen, he, he I, had to fix with a major fuck up because the last jedi 
whatever opinions you have on that movie you have i'm not going to say <laughs> much on that but like i mean personally i feel like the best character to come out of the jj right abrams series had to be kylo of course that's my like, favorite i feel like kylo that's ren top 3 actually like top 5 not nah, i would say i don't know i i'd put him in it's really hard cuz i feel like i put vader maul boba let's see Damn, now yeah he'd be definitely top 5 cuz i'm trying to like calculate every single person you only counting villains or no Oh, no. I'm only counting the Sith. I was also thinking Grievous as well. Mm. Or at least, yeah, so it would be... Damn, Vader, Maul, Grievous, Boba, and then Kylo. I think for villains, if we're including Clone Wars, not in any order, um, Vader, Kylo, Cad Bane. I gotta throw... Who else I gotta throw in there? I don't even... Probably Grievous. Cause I like Grievous. Oh, cause Grievous was a fucking nigga. Grievous had four arms He's and an grabbed asshole. four sabers. He was a dickhead though. And but. he, whenever he would be in a room with a Jedi, he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." Like, there's no way. I'm gonna kill him. you. And he was just body. Damn, she ain't text back. I texted her red. Maybe she's contemplating now. She's like, she's Fuck. She's, she's low key like, am I am I talking to a Sith nigga? Like, <laughs> she what's it called? At the front of my apartment, I have this fucking pair of high top black forces. So they like, just sit there? Uh, yeah, they just sit there. And so I think she's probably like, damn, I really am talking to an evil nigga. Holy shit. I mean, if you got Air Force Ones guarding this territory, then you, you're pretty, you're a, <laughs> you're a threat. I mean, shit, bro. What do you, you expect? You see a pair of those, you're like, fuck. I gotta bro, get and they're like, they, they're like this at the door, too. They're like... They're ready. They're about to just, just book it. Like they, they, They're stationary. And so one thing, I think on. I've been wearing... What's it called? You go... I've been wearing all black like for years now, so I feel like with those, like even with my shoes, like I have to like just have an article of black on me to feel like comfortable, mm. which is also a bad thing. Like I've always wanted to why wear more colors. Hmm? Why don't? Why do you only wear black? I don't know. Back then, I used to wear a lot of red. Like red was my go-to color, but then like I guess with black, black was like one of those things that I oh my bad, I could like mix it with anything. And so I guess it's always been like that thing. Yo, irony is that I, I remember how we were just like, oh, she's not texting back. Fuck that. Just got the sex back. <laughs> Life is good. Um, yes. I think I used to wear black a lot. Like it definitely was like my go to a couple years ago. But I felt like I was la- like you said, lacking color. And then that's when I was like, I really need to like exactly. try I really, to. I really need to like just rep my some game shit. up. Yeah. Not even rep some shit, but just like. I don't know, be like have more fun with clothes instead of just trying to like be yeah. basic. You don't have to think if if you want to wear all black. I'm not saying you yeah. No, if you want to wear all black, like all means by all means go ahead. Do. But like if you want to like but start to experiment you, with colors, then it's like recommended. Hey, like do that shit. Yeah, like there's really like the beautiful thing about colors. There's no end to it. Like you can mix and match. You can find different shades, different. You know, I don't even um, just different shades of colors and you know different forms. You know colors literally everywhere like when i look around my house i see color because i love vibrant things i really love vibrant things it's another reason why i like steve universe all the characters are like color coded yeah and the art style works for me like when there's a nice art style nice colors my eye flows throughout the image so that's something that i learned i'm trying to think of there is just one thing that's like very vibrant um I was, well, I don't know why, but, like, my brain is, like, more thinking, like, towards, like, instead of, like, cartoons, like, more, like, Marvel and DC, like, who's, like, the most we vibrant. We could speak on that. We can. We could. I mean, personally, I'm more of a Marvel head. I, I like them. Yeah, I like Marvel more, but, but I like, like the I've DC grown to, comics more. I've grown more. to accept DC. Like, I don't know. I've liked DC's animated movies. 
DC has great animated, animated movies. movies. Dude, I feel like, what's it called? My favorite DC animated movie is Batman. Yeah, Batman, Son of Batman. I haven't watched that one. Dude, That's Son the one of um, anything with Damien. with Damien Wayne is so fucking good. A lot of people like him. Bro, because Damien Wayne is the fucking goat. Don't get it wrong. Like, Dick Grayson, Night, Nightwing, goaded. Fucking Jason Todd. Damn. Rest up. But he did come back. He, but he did come back, but that's whatever. <laughs> and then Tim Drake, he's cool. I feel like Tim Drake is, like, the most underrated fucking Robin, because, like, the first two before like him. I don't fuck with him. Because, bro, like, the first two Robins before him are fucking legendary. And then here's Tim Drake, the only nigga <laughs> that just... Stick. the only stick. <laughs> the only nigga that survived just... Hey guys, I'm Robin, and then just easily replace. Why? Because Damian Wayne, son of Bruce Wayne, spawns it. Like you have to have. Bro, that you're the your son of fucking Robin. Bruce Wayne and Talia Al Ghul, and you're trained in assassination already. Before they, bro, you're a master. That shit is in, in his blood, like literally. You got the Al Ghul and the Wayne blood in you, like bro. And you're the master. Literally, you can you've mastered the art of assassination at seven. Like he's got it. I really like DC's comics. I really like how they like. Have Did you ever read the Killing aspect. Joke? Uh, that's my favorite Joker comic. Joker is my favorite villain. Period. Like of any medium, it's my favorite. I don't know. I feel like um, what's it called? It was uh, I don't want to count. He's technically not a villain, but it's like an anti-hero. I, I really fuck with Deadshot. Um, Dead. I like Deadshot. I like his design. I don't know much about him. I can't really speak on like. Nah, Deadshot, and then who's arcs. that one? Uh, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Deathstroke is valid. I love him. Like, I wish that we got a movie though, because he's teased in, you know, Justice League, good old, <laughs> good old twenty seven Justice League. Hello, so you've made it to the part where we start talking about yes. Suicide Squad and the Justice League. Oh my! And Listen, man, I don't like the Justice League movie, but I am very excited uh, for that Snyder cut. I'm not gonna lie. Hear me out. Now, a lot of you are gonna look at me and be like, "What the fuck is this nigga on?" Suicide Squad wasn't a bad movie. It was Dude, just, you're the first person to say that. Suicide all right, here's my reason why Suicide Squad wasn't a bad movie. Mm. I feel like how the Joker was written could have been done differently. But in terms of Suicide Squad and like the plot of them doing their mission. Yeah, like I feel like the plot of them doing the, basically them doing their mission. Yes. Like if the story, if the movie would have stuck out, just just intro the characters, how they became, like how they became them, mm-hmm. fucking how they all ended up in jail, and then oh here comes the suicide or the task force X mission, you guys need to do this. We'll take time out of your sentence. They do that literally. The, how the movie went, except the Joker scenes, solid. It would have been all right. Solid I'm not. Movie. It would have been like. Solid like six, seven territory. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like everybody held such high expectations. Like I feel like that movie was like the movie of the it, summer. It held expectations because we were getting the first Joker yeah, yeah, since he Fletcher. Yeah, since Heath Ledger. And he Fletcher was and is iconic. Like you watch if I put the Dark Knight on right now, yeah, I'm like watching every, that whole movie. All the Christopher Period. Nolan the, both Christopher Nolan movies are fucking goaded. Like You're talking about Inception? Oh shit! Because he made that too. That that is. But I don't good. know what what else are you referring nah, to? No, just hit, like in terms of like the Dark Knight trilogy. Like um, oh yeah, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Those three. They changed the superhero genre definitely. Like nah, whoa, chill. Batman Begins opened Batman the door. Batman changed the superhero video game genre. And the movies, Dark Knight I don't was know. like, I feel like revolutionary. Spider. I think. 
Spider-Man was up there in like the cultural impact, but I think Dark Knight really inspired. Put, I think he put like a darker theme, techniques. but wasn't it more of like exactly, a darker theme? Because he yeah. gave that grittier, like more grounded feel to Batman, even though you know he's Batman. But he didn't feel like invulnerable. He felt like he can die. And that's why like at the end of the third movie, you're like, damn, this Batman is gone. <laughs> Turns out he's Batman alive. just fucking died. <laughs> no, it turns out the plane was on autopilot and the fucker jumped Facts. out like a good boy. Fucking Batman. Away. But yeah, like going back to Suicide Squad, I don't like that movie. I don't like that yeah, movie. Yeah, no, you're not in the wrong. <laughs> I feel like Suicide Squad's a hit. You know what I didn't like though? I didn't like the Halloween after that fucking movie dropped. Yeah, because everybody was trying fucking to be Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Like Every, bro, everybody was trying to be Harley Quinn. They dyed their hair and shit. Bro, and then you know what's crazy? The amount of over-sexualization the movie got. Yeah, but and I don't like that. Everybody had a fucking kink after that shit. I'm not going to say what specific kink, but <laughs> if you were around, you were around. Everybody liked the Joker and Harley Quinn relationship just because Dead of how they of looked. How fucking, it, literally, like, nobody... They, every, they like the look of it, but nobody really likes like how that shit feels. Like, bro, he threw her out a window Bro, that whole shit point. is toxic as fuck. Threw fun. her in a vat of acid. To become Harley Quinn, like exactly. the Joker is fucked up. I love the Joker, don't get me wrong, but he is not somebody to. Yeah, he literally electrocuted her at the beginning of the film. Yeah, like he's not sane. He is not, not somebody yeah, no, to not be a, in a relationship. Not with. At all. The fact that Harley drove not drove herself crazy, but felt became crazy because she fell in love with him, just shows like she's literally like the embodiment. That look, he makes me think about somebody I know. Wrong. That's funny that she say that shit. There's a lot of people. I feel like that also applies to like relationships now. Like a lot of people don't know how to. I feel like what's it called? You know, um, I forgot what I was going with that thought. I'm not going. No, no, you straight. Um, actually, I feel like that applies to a lot of things now. Where like, let's. Uh, it has to do a lot with. I feel like if you if your first relationship, if somebody really does a number to you, it's kind of hard to let that person go and forget that person, because it's like. It's kind of engraved, engraved in your mind that like, okay, like, this is my first boyfriend or girlfriend. They put me through fucking all this trauma, and then like it's heavy on the trauma. And then like, I guess in a way like, the woman doesn't forget them, because I'm like I'm speaking through the woman perspective. I don't really know it, but like I just know people who have gone through it, because like guy wise like. You never really forget the person, but you learn how to move past it. I think, in a way, we're forced to move past it. Like we, oh yeah, definitely have to because if we, if we least, hold on to it too long, we're bitch ass niggas. Yeah, if you hold on to it for too long, you're this, that, and the third. You're looked at as a negative person for feeling a type of way yeah, because know, like, you got broken. That's up society with, in general. Like I mean, as bro, as men, other. we've only been taught two emotions, and that's anger and happiness. Yep, and not really happiness, but just more like it be like that sometimes. Happiness. I don't. I really. That's why I started this because I f- want to be able to let people know, especially young men, because a lot of young. That men, it is. Listen to me. It's, it's oh okay. fucking k to be sad. It's, it's okay, bro. To be sad. Fuck it's what okay anybody tells you, my nigga. If you wanna, bro. If you're going through some shit and you feel that shit in your chest, that bro, I'm not okay. I'm fucking hurt, my nigga. Feel that shit the fuck out. If anybody yes. tells you or invalidates your fucking emotions, Team. that's fucking retarded. Team. It's stupid. Don't listen to them. Feel your shit out. Listen, bro. Listen to fucking any artist you got to listen to. Watch that movie. Eat whatever the fuck you want to eat. Feel your emotions. Do not let anybody tell you that you're bugging otherwise. 
And if you need to speak to somebody, speak to somebody who yes. is understanding and has an open mind. Heavy, heavy. I feel like you have at least have one person that you can confide Definitely. in. Definitely. And if you don't have anybody, find ways of find ways to express yourself. Yes. Fucking journal. Create create find that anything. Escape. Like literally. May I feel like making something, like as a creator, creating is so like it just fills this hole in my heart. Definitely. Like I feel like as creators, like we just have that ability to do anything we not really we have this like this whole world to ourselves like the world is our fucking palette yes and so we can put anything on this palette and no not palette canvas my bad i was thinking fucking actual art so (laughs) we have this canvas and we could just put anything on it Mm -hmm. and so like if you feel alone and like you really feel sad and you're a creator express your emotions and put it out there I feel that's what that's makes the art the best. How, that's how people resonate with it. That's because in reality, people are looking for things to resonate to. Why do you think Juice World fucking blew up with all these sad songs? Yes, because people were sad. People saw their shadows in their room. Like Bro, people were when in their bag. When that nigga dropped, all girls are the same. Every single nigga felt that shit. Yes, and they're like, "Yo, this is something I could be comfortable to." <laughs> and, and when A Boogie said DTB, guess what? It was DTB. Nah, A Boogie's verses about what's it called? <laughs> A Boogie's verses when he was heartbroken, them shits went hard as fuck. That nigga said, I was stepping in the rain with my Tim's on, polos full of pain, it's a big storm. Who the fuck, bro? That's crazy as shit. I'm not gonna lie, like, A Boogie has really done some shit for New York. I mean, he, created he did a lot his, for the Bronx, but not as much sound. as Cardi B did. Because Cardi, because Cardi, I, I don't even know, I can't even really... I mean, you can't really hate. I feel like Cardi B's influence can't be ignored. Like, despite the shit, despite the things that she does now. I need to meet her. I need to speak to her. I feel like if you have a conversation (laughs) with Cardi B, like, it'll go one of two ways. It'll go one, you'll get instantly dismissed, or two, it'll just be like a bird ass conversation. What do you mean? Hey there, boo. (laughs) Head ass shit. Who fuck knows? Uh, Nah, if there's one person, I think there's like a lot of people I'd want to meet, but like, I would fuck, bro. A conversation with Keanu Reeves. Would I think be I'd walk fucking, away a new man. Yo, I would. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Keanu Reeves has been through so much fucking shit in his personal life and just continues to live like a normal human being. That's what I respect about people like that. Like, everybody has their story. Everybody's been through shit. Everybody has traumatic experience. You can either point the finger or you could keep it pushing. Like, it's not wrong to blame people about certain situations because. I've had situations where I've blamed people for not making me happy or making me sad, but holding on to that keeps that emotion there. Like dealing with it and actually being like, damn, what the fuck is wrong with me? What am I feeling right now? Then you're able to do a once over within yourself and just move forward with you your know, life with and me, embrace I feel the new. Like I've held on, but not to like any emotions of sadness, but like with me, I've always had anger. Like I've struggled with anger. And so I think with me, I've always just held grudges mm-hmm. to the point where like it got super unhealthy. Like there was no progression, there was no evolution. It was just me staying in the same place, but set my setting would constantly change. So I think it took a lot of like thinking to get to the point where I'm like, listen, like this is what's holding me back. Because in reality, you got to do a shit ton of shadow work with yourself. You have to like really get into the deep root of like your problems by thinking about every single thing you've done all of the things that you feel and all the things that impact you 
And then once you get down to the root of it, you're like, okay, this is what I have to change. So with me, me obviously being an angry person, I'm like, okay, why does this upset me this much? How do I get like past this? How do I move forward in the right direction? And with me, it's always just been grudges. Like I would always hold a grudge on niggas I didn't like. So I'm like, bro, like only way I could end this is if I just like, just be straight up. I'm just like, all right, look, listen, like I feel this way. I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to progress and I want to, like, just obviously evolve and do better. Yeah. Honestly. Do you do you think um you held on to... you Do you still hold on to the anger now? Um, Or do you use it in a different way? I don't want to say that I hold on to that specific anger because I feel like with my grudges, I've let them go. Mm. But it's more of, like, the residue from those grudges that, like, still resides that like hasn't really been let out yet if that's like if it makes sense mm, it's like, still an ongoing thing it's like a, yeah it's still an ongoing battle like i can't t- i can't sit down and tell you confidently like oh all my anger is out of my system because it's like some days it is some days it isn't mm-hmm. and like this sounds super bipolar but, <laughs> but i swear sorry it's bro not. i'm a kanye fan bipolarness and i know but kanye is fucking the shit that kanye doing is goaded like bro a lot of people of course, they're calling him crazy, but I'm just yeah no. But I feel like there's a, there's always a, bro. If there's one thing that there's always been. It's a method to the madness, and this motherfucker has a, this motherfucker has a <laughs> fucking plan. Based off the snippet that he posted on Twitter, that nigga got a plan, and he gonna execute that shit the way it need to be Listen, executed. I'm not gonna say like I know Kanye's whole life story because I know what you know, everybody we, knows. we know exactly. We know what we're told, so yeah. it's like we can't really like be like, oh, we know what the fuck's gonna happen. But next. from what I feel, because. Kanye is my favorite artist, period. So what I feel from what he posts, I know he's doing something, and I know he's doing it for the right reasons. Because he wouldn't be speaking out in this political climate. He wouldn't be trying to run for president. He wouldn't be trying to make a campus. He wouldn't be trying to make these new sneakers, change up his deals at these music industries for no reason. He's doing that all now because he's got that momentum. And when he's got the momentum, then he starts delivering. And when he starts delivering, then he's... He's just on a roll. Like, in 2018, I feel like that was one of his most, like, impactful years because that was the TMZ interview where he did the, um, where he said, quote, unquote, slavery was a choice. Oh, yeah. He said, it sounds like a choice. Let's get that right, people. But I definitely, I like, things like that, when he makes those types of comments, then he rises. People hear him more and they're like, oh, he's just going crazy. That's how he trends, low key. I remember in 2018, what's it called? He dropped um lose yourself and then that one shit with Lil Pump. Um, I love it. Yeah, no, when he did that, yeah, first when he did lose yourself, that shit was so fucking he was hard. Thing, he was trolling us, but it was so but it was good. so fucking good that I'm just like, bro, listen, you could drop an album doing this shit, and I'd fucking I'd say poopity scoop, nigga. Exactly, like this next verse, this next, this verse, next verse right here, that shit goes crazy. I'm not even gonna lie, bro. Then it's just it's the beat drop, really. Yes. And they said, Poopy D Scoop. <laughs> Scoopy D Boop. Poop like, D Scoop D People love to give their opinions on Kanye, but people don't take into account his mental his mental health, health and like all this shit, bro. If I feel like everybody knows what the fuck Kanye's been through. And that's why like that's why they wanted like be like, Oh, this is the reason why he acts like that. Kanye no. lost his mom and that's why he acts like that. Bro, it's not that. just that. Like, man, he is admitted to being a porn addict, he's admitted to being a drug addict, he's admitted to being an alcoholic. He's admitted to all these things that he was dealing with in our face, but obviously, you know, people like us, we were too young to notice, or some people were too oblivious to notice because they don't know what's happening behind the scenes. 
So with things like that, you know, you got to put that all into factors. Like, this is why he was making this type of music. This is why he was doing this with these types of people or surrounding himself with this or he stopped fucking with Jay, whatever the case is. Like, there's multiple factors. And that still comes into the, comes into play to this day, bars, because he is going through what he's going I through. I just secured myself to... a wet memes feature, boys. <laughs> I know y'all heard that shit. But he he's thing like he's really still dealing with a lot of that stuff and you know i don't know if he's on meds or off meds from i would definitely say off meds yeah i feel like when he's off meds he's obviously more himself and he's not forcing himself to be someone else because i think that's what the medication does after a certain point because you're too adapt adept to taking this pill to feel down because a lot of i at least from what i know a lot of those pills for bipolarness or multiple personalities, things like of that nature, it downs you, slows you down. So you're not like thinking so much because you can definitely see Kanye's mind is constantly racing. He's always thinking about the next thing versus what happened two minutes ago. So it's funny that you yeah. say that. That shit actually, um, what's it called? Uh, one of my friends actually is about to start medication, if I'm right. <clears throat> And so, like, there was, like, a whole conversation. I remember I was walking downtown, yes, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, and I was with two of my friends, and so one of them was like, oh, yeah, like, I think I'm going to start taking meds. And there was, like, this big-ass conversation between the two of them. Like, oh, yeah, it's just going to slow down and regulate your brain and just, like, put you in a calm state of mind. And, like, as I thought about it, too, I was like, damn, like, that medication and that form of medicine actually, like, actually exists. What yep. the fuck? Like... We live in a society where people have created and like medicine for almost everything in every specific part of the body. But and then where it's the kind of weird because it's like, vaccine. how did, bro, <laughs> bro, listen, where the fuck is our COVID vaccine, my nigga? Exactly. We, we dying every fucking day. Make that shit work. Let me stop. So it's weird because I thought about this the other day. I was like, how the fuck do we have a medicine or like, how do we develop medicine to get to the point where it's like treats a specific body part? Like, mm. We obviously, like, have medicine for headaches. We have fucking medicine for fucking backaches. And then we even got... Bro, we even have a fucking... We have pills for your dick, dude. If you can't get hard, <laughs> we have a fucking Viagra. That's true. That's true. Like, where, And you can f- take something to make you stop having babies. You take bro, a pill to stop having it, babies. Gee, shit, you can swallow a plan B and that's it. It's like, over. But it's like, how, how... Like, who the fuck was in the fucking science lab and was like, yo, I just can't get my dick hard. And some random ass nigga was like, yo, yo, <laughs> have I got the thing for you? Nigga pulled up like Resident Evil 4. What are you buying? What like, are you buying? But that's really crazy. Like we made so many medicines. We've made so like modern medicine has gone, has done leaps and bounds. Like I feel like there's a lot of things that they don't definitely now. Like where I feel like we're the generation that's definitely spiked everything up in terms of our technology and like our technological advancements. Yes, like I feel like we can either go one of two ways. We can either go up and we're gonna start doing like monumental things, like going to different planets, meeting different alien races, or we can go down and fight the Terminator. Yes, we go down and (laughs) we die. Because either vaccines, robots, or the Earth blowing up. Well, not blowing up, but, you know, becoming so harmful to humans that we can't live on it anymore. Because global warming. I've always pictured, like, I forgot what movie it was, <laughs> that they moved to Mars or some shit. I don't know, but I, I think, I mean, I saw this. I remember, like, back then, everybody was writing articles. Oh, yeah, human life is susceptible on Mars. We're, like, we're susceptible to... Uh, 
we're actually like susceptible into breathing oxygen in the fucking Mars. And I'm like, dude, hold on. Pause. That sense of sun is so wrong. We're actually like, our genes are so good that we could fucking breathe oxygen on Mars. And I'm like, why, why the fuck would I go to Mars? Like, Honestly, when it comes to different things like that, like, if we're going to go to different planets, we need to do it the right way. And, you know, we're going to have to have tests. So if you want to go to space real quick, you know, get in the, get in the load. In the ship, go up to Mars. You might die, but well, you're but gonna go to like, space, though. What if we really get the wait? What if we get to the point where like we live on Mars and Earth? Like, you don't think traffic in space gonna be a I bitch? Think, I think no. Nah, I think it's gonna at first when we first start going to planets, it's gonna be like a, a money thing. So all yeah. the rich people are gonna all the rich be things out. gonna go to Mars. They're gonna be on Instagram. <laughs> like, yo, I'm on fucking niggas Mars. gonna be on live. Yeah, bro, I'm on my way to Mars, nigga. Like, y'all niggas is broke, bro. Imagine six nine going to Mars. When that happens, I feel oh, humans are so egotistical. So I don't even know if we'd be able to do that. But nah, but Heike, like, if we had that shit, just imagine six nine going to Mars. He's gonna be one of the first ones they send up there. They gonna be like, <laughs> be like stupid. I'm in Mars right now, stupid. Bro, how do you feel about six nine as a New Yorker and uh, as a music fan? Damn. Um, he was on the right track with Gooba. But everything Which else. Which one is Gooba? That's the, the, the one. one he came the out the one with? shit that he dropped when he first got out. Yeah. That's he was on the he was on the right foot there, and then all the other shit he started doing. That's when I stopped paying attention. Like I, me personally, like I'm not gonna sit here and be like fuck six nine, because at the end of the day, like bro did what he did. But at the same time, like I can I can solidly say that like. Bro, like, okay, whoa, because it really matters. That's like, it's really an iffy situation, like, to really put in your personal opinion on it, because it's like there's so many other opinions on like as to what's like socially acceptable when it comes to him because of like not just his past, but also like how the situation went down. Like, let's say like what his manager fucked his bitch, right? Yep. And then bro got kidnapped. Bro went through all different forms of adversities to the point where he had to do what he had to do, and then made it out. I feel like if you're going to sign up for an extreme life, you low-key have to say, like, the shit that comes with it. Like, you it's do. not it's not one of those situations where you could just get out of it. Like, you kind of just have to... If you're going to be, like, a gang member, live by that shit. Because if you're going to say that you're going to live by that shit, you have to live by that shit. It has to be your life. You have to accept it because... You can't put on the front and then when real shit happens, you, you run exactly, the other you way. You can't just be like, oh, bro, like, I'm big this. And then as soon as you big that and, like, the challenges that come ahead come through, you can't just fold. You got to deal with that shit right there and then. And so for him to turn on his mans, that's one thing. But then, like, for him to just, like, do the same shit he was doing when he was out. For him to do the same shit that he was doing when he was out just, it seems day room to me. It's like, bro, like, you're out. Like, you made it out. I mean, granted, like, at a call, like, at a certain risk. And, like, now you snitched and now the world's not going to look at you the same. But why are you out here talking about, like, you're going to shoot niggas and you'll pull up on niggas again? They're like, dude, come on. Like, what are you doing? That shit that he be doing in terms of his trolling videos are hilarious as fuck, though. I so think I give he's him that, like, a genius at marketing. At, at marketing? Bro, not really. Like, because like, what tell to, or what Tattletale sold, I think it's all like, what? I mean, up until that point, I feel like when he, up until when he got out, he was, like, spot on 
when he first Definitely. came out, that video, that song, everything about it was, it was perfect. Like, bro, it was literally like, plotted so well. And it was even before that, he dropped that little girl finding him on the, the oh, windowsill. Yeah. <laughs> then that, that fucked him up. I think, that, I think that's really what fucked him up. Like, if he would have been good, like, in terms of, like, not getting caught, like, if the girl would have never recorded him, I feel like he would have, like, been all right. Yeah. But, I mean, the universe always has something plotted for everybody and... Yes. That show. We could really get into that topic of conversation. The universe? The universe. So you mentioned that you don't believe in a God. Do you believe in like... The universe and like the energy and all of that? Yeah. yeah What's your take on that? Um, Right now, I guess for me, it's uh, it's really complicated because like I can't really like pinpoint it because like even I'm still trying to figure it out and it's like something I don't think I'll ever stop trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I guess it gives me, what gives me comfort is the idea of how we can read everybody in terms of energy. Like for example, like people call it and label it as vibes. Like oh like I'll be hanging with somebody and just the vibes weren't good, or I'll hang out with this group of people and the vibes are immaculate. It's all just an energy thing, like. It's just, it's how the world's always revolved around. It's always mm-hmm. energy based. So, even like in our music, like for example, like let's say I play something to get you hype. Like for example, I'll play Take a Step Back. It's that energy. Like you're like, oh nigga, I'm about to turn up on the like rage and shit. Like it's amazing. So, with me, I've always felt that I've, I've always wanted to preserve my energy and kind of like just like take care of my energy and like what's around me. Granted, I didn't do such a good job at it at first. Like, I kind of let certain people in, and, like, it took more of me than I expected. But to really get, or to give you an idea of how I feel about, like, energy and spirituality and all of it, it's really a learning experience because, like, all of it is so real. And so, like, at first, like, me growing up in a fucking, like, Christian household, or God, who the fuck cares? Me growing up in a very religious household, I was told, oh, don't mess with that. That's brujeria. Like, don't do that shit. And, like, as you <laughs> learn about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, as you learn about it, you're like, oh, shit. Like, everything is so real. Like, even, like, just, even, like, small things like tarot. Like, they tell so much that you're like, holy fucking shit. Like, how is everything so on point to the point where, like, I haven't even told the reader, like, my actual life problems yet. Everything resonates so well. But I follow this one thing where... Let's say in this life, like, you want to you wanna do it. Like, let's say I want to be a rapper, right? But God forbid I die. I don't make it to I live out my dream. So in the next life, I'll be born and I'll, uh, yeah, I'll be reborn. Mm-hmm. And me being reborn, my soul still wants to be a rapper. Like, I've, oh, that's the dream was to be a rapper for my old life. But now I live out the rest of this life. I live my next life. I'll live it out through, and I'll chase, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, let me restart. Because my brain, like, I'm thinking so many things right now. It's, it's fucking okay. ridiculous. Take your time. But basically, okay, let's say I live my life, right? Mm-hmm. And, or, no, 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 no. I die early. So let's say I die early, and in this life, I wanted to be a rapper. Yes. Now, the next life, I'm reborn. And I grow up, and I chase the dream of being a rapper. And I make it, but in reality, it's not my soul's ambition. Like, I want to be something else. I feel like that flame in my soul that I, I really want to be something else, but I'm kind of just doing this. Wait, no, I fucked it up again. I should rather, let me just explain it to you first before I explain it to the, like, the microphone. <laughs> Basically, the gist of it is that the soul's purpose is never fulfilled until it's fulfilled. 
Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that is that, let's say you're a farmer in your past life, yes. but you really want to be a businessman, but you live out the rest of your life in that lifetime as a farmer. Mm-hmm. Now in your next life, you're going to, pre- let's, like your next life, let's say you're a businessman, but you don't want to be a businessman. You want to be a car salesman or you want to own a dealership, but you live out the rest of that life as a fucking businessman. Your soul's purpose is never fulfilled. Like you never have that, like, f- like that feeling of fulfillment in your soul. So you're just repeating this fucking cycle of life, and you're constantly reincarnated until you finally fucking fulfill your soul's purpose, and then ascend into the next enlightenment or the next light, and just see. I don't even know what's on the other you side. Think, for me you think there's a next? Like there's the, a part the, two? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not, not a part two. <laughs> not a part two necessarily, but I feel like there's definitely like. There's like some form of nirvana there, like just like mm-hmm. some form of enlightenment or some form of light that like we can't really reach at the moment because we were obviously like reincarnated into these bodies. Me more in a piece of shit body than yours, but <laughs> yeah. So we we love all bodies on this side. It's okay, nobody. Fuck no, dude. Fuck this shit, dude. Man, <laughs> can't stand myself. But that's interesting that you think that. I I definitely I think reincarnation is real. I feel like yeah, no, most definitely. we're I feel either like, like I, I feel like we're either sent back to live previous lives or we're sent forward. I don't feel like we're ever sent within our time frame because we lived that already. And I was gonna say like if dude if we were set, like if we were set in our fucking time frame, you know how fucking convenient that shit would be. Word, I can fucking like, I dude I get do shot walking down the again. road like I walk down the street get shot get born into some other person and like wait a couple years and then oh shit. Yo, I knew that. That was me. Hey guys, I'm I'm back. I'm now I might be a female, but dap me up, my nigga. <laughs> Facts. That, Definitely a weird that's concept. Some shit. But I, I feel like it depends on I don't know, like when it when they throw us into the future, like I don't think it's by that much. Unless there's like a waiting line in the fucking Maybe reincarnation like, center. I don't know. Maybe there probably is, given all these damn people on this planet. I knew I was from the forties. <laughs> I feel like I'm from the thirties. 30s up until like the 50s because like i said earlier i really like you mafia. really like the mafia shit i like italian mob movies and stuff like yep. that so like goodfellas is one of my favorite movies Actually. i love goodfellas i love martin scorsese movies period martin scorsese movies are like some of the best things put on film like wolf of wall street yo goaded my bad she got your lightsaber um she fuck with red lightsabers Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, I've won. I've secured won. my boo forever. He's got the bag. He's got the lights. She's not allowed to leave. He's got everything. I'm this. being dead ass. She's not allowed to leave. Next is the P5. Dead ass. <laughs> nah, what's it? The whole, P, the whole PS5 is just... Are you going to get it? Like, I already have it pre-ordered. Heard you. Heard you. I was quick with Are it. you a thing? Are you a PlayStation or Xbox person? I'm really an... Like, as I've, like... I or guess, PC like, now that I'm older, I'm really all around, like... I really fuck with all of them now. Like, I feel like Xbox... Here's the thing. Uh, PS2, in terms of PS2 and Xbox, PS2. PS3 versus 360, I definitely got to say Xbox 360 won that war. I do like P3, oh, though. Only, I mean, PS3 was goaded, don't get it wrong. It was right there. But I, I didn't even own an Xbox 360, but the only reason why I'm saying Xbox 360 beat PS3 was just because of the party chat. Party chat was advanced. Party chat made Xbox win. Basically. Period. Just that feature alone. In the battle of PlayStation 4 versus Xbox One. We all know. PlayStation 4 won that shit. We all like, know. 
The only thing that really confused everybody at first was the fact that you had to pay for online. That was like the first console you had to pay PlayStation Plus for. Yeah, that was back then. You would like if you bought PlayStation Xbox Plus on the PS3. That's because you bought it for like the free games and shit. Yeah, I had a, I had that PS3, the big fat one, and I had that for a minute, and then I got the 360, and then my life changed. Like, I met so many different people. I met you know, people so, here. You know, so I met crazy. people. I feel like online friends. Like, online friends are like. Like if you have online friends or you've met people online through like video games, like those people are like for life type shit. Yeah, some of them. Because like I've met, bro, I've met so many people that I know through fucking PlayStation, and like these are people that like have played such pivotal parts in my life that like I don't think I could ever forget them, and like I would love to have the opportunity to meet them. Yeah, I've I've gotten the chance to meet some of my friends from video games, and like some of them are my closest friends now. Actually, yeah, like. I've got a actually. Um, did you see my recent post that I, I posted before you got here? Those people I met on Xbox. It's fucking. You know it's crazy. <laughs> so that's, we'll skip to or we can actually get to this topic of the segment. We, we'll call it the Wi-Fi's funeral subject. Yes, sir. So it's funny is that I met one of my fucking best friends on fucking PlayStation. But technically, he'll tell this story differently. So I'll tell the story this way. He had a live stream up on Twitch, mm-hmm. and he was playing WWE 2K18. I played WWE 2K18 religiously. Every day, wake up on that fucking game. And so he was like, oh, who wants to smoke on WWE 2K18? So I was like, oh, add me, add me. And my PlayStation name at the time was fucking Sonic Kid. So I'm like, <laughs> add me, Sonic Kid, add me, add me, add me, add me. So he's like, all right, bet. I'm going to add Sonic Kid. Fucking adds me. I see Wi-Fi's casket added you. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm about to fight Wi-Fi. So he's like, we do like three rounds and I win. He's going to hate the fact that I said that because he's going to watch the <laughs> shit. Zay, I'm so sorry. I'm telling the truth, though. I beat you in that best of three, nigga. T. So we played the best of three. And it was like five of us at the time. It was me, Steph, Tony, Chris, and Wi-Fi. But Chris, uh, Chris, who is Chris De Niro, was like one of Wi-Fi's friends. So I didn't meet him there. Like I met him at a separate time. So we just, all five of us, like, just played every day and then after like playing for so long it turned from five of us to three of us and then from three of us to no 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 five of us to three of us mm-hmm. because you know shit happens sometimes but it'd be how it do and so we just continued to play for like years and we like kept playing like the newest 2Ks and then afterwards there was like a time yeah like around last year in like April May he was recording one of his albums and so he came out to the city and so he was like yo jay like i'm gonna go to the studio downtown like at 42nd street like do you want to come and i was like <laughs> i'm gonna meet wi-fi's virtual person oh my god but in reality it was like it was just i guess it had passed the point of it being wi-fi's funeral but it was more zay to me yeah because he was your friend exactly so it's like that well, not only was he friend. just my friend but like he had like known already like he kind of knew like the shit that was going on at my house i knew shit that was going on with him and like we got to that personal level where it's like okay like hey like you know we're best friends basically brothers and so that day i had gone to the studio and i met him and tony for the first time and my biggest flex is that i'm taller than both of them but other than that, they're, they're, but if I, you're taller than them, I'm taller than them too. Yeah, I mean shit, probably. <laughs> but without a doubt, like I'm, I can only say when it comes to those two that I'm best friends with my favorite artists. That's crazy. And like, bro, both of them are so talented. Like, 
it's it's kind of crazy to me sometimes that like i i'm with that like like those are my friends those are my best friends those are my fucking brothers um but more along the line with zay um as we met like you know we just we've gotten closer and like you know everybody's gone i've gone through so much shit that like he was there for mm-hmm. that like i'm kind of like grateful that he was around because it's like if it wasn't for him tony and like so many other people like i don't know where i'd be right now and like obviously um he's provided a lot of opportunities for me that he didn't have to but he did and i'm like dude like thank you like this is like this is some shit that you're doing out of like pure generosity and i know i know that it's genuine like you're not trying to like do it like out of like some form of malicious intent or to get something out of me like you just really genuinely want to do it because like you're genuine from the bottom of your heart mm-hmm. and then with tony he's a fucking goat that's it he's just the goat i honestly when i first saw you post with wi-fi i was like am i is this, is this a fucking daydream like everybody saw i went to florida this year yeah i went i was there in august and i posted him in the, all my story but it was like us just doing some dumb shit and so i think like what i think four different women like slid up and they were like oh my god is that life is funeral <laughs> And I was like, how do y'all know that? Like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, it's the question mark. And they were like, oh, my God, tell them I said hi. And I'm like, dude, how do you have groupies across the planet? Like, what the fuck? Like, that's, that, that, that shit is weird. It's kind of scary. But it's it like, is. that's going to be the scene that I'm going to be a part of soon. So, like, I guess I got to get used to that. Yes. You let me know. Not really. I don't want, listen, like, Ooh. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want no thotties. I'm Ooh. sorry. I only love the the woman. I love my wife. T. Bro, that's Do you believe in thing? Do you believe in a marriage? Definitely, yeah. You believe in monogamy, like being with one person forever? Um Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. But then at the same time, like, I know things happen. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, when things happen, obviously it's like things happen that are out of your control and you kinda just have to just accept it move from it like and i'm talking about like divorce and shit like after monogamy like i don't i feel like there's always going to be that one person for you but like also at the same time like you never really know you're never really certain of the future like things happen so that's really like what i could leave that on t do you want to get married i definitely see myself married you know what i see i see myself with five kids I didn't think I'd ever see myself with five kids before, but now, the, bro, this five for a reason, or you you just uh, want she kids. wants five. Oh, that's a lot of babies. So, 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 I mean, but I thought about it too. I'm like, I trust me. At the beginning, I was like, holy fucking five, like goddamn. But like, as I thought about, it, I was like, dude, my little army of me's, fucking, <laughs> like there's like five little fucking me's on the planet. I mean, granted, like it would obviously. I feel like if I had kids with her, like three maybe four of them would come out like her in terms of personality and looks and then like one would be like me like there's gonna be like me. one literal little you and the other exactly. ones will take away from you that's they'll take like certain chunks of me yeah but have like so much of their mom mm-hmm. and then there's gonna be that one little me that's gonna <laughs> really fuck all of their shit up and i'm gonna be like yeah you're the one he's not gonna be my favorite because i would say i'm gonna love all my kids the same but He's gonna be the one I'm gonna keep an eye on. T. I only want two kids. Like, I mean, yeah, that's normal. Actually, well, I'll really take. Oh, New Wave Radio episode came out. Travis Scott. Whoa. I'm gonna listen that to is, that. That nigga is previewing a snippet. Facts. But, um, yeah, I only 
one like two kids i really want a daughter i want a daughter first oh my nigga because my daughter would be beautiful bro like when i tell you if i have a fucking daughter <laughs> my nigga holy fuck the demographic is gonna change my nigga because bro let God give me my fucking daughter or my life. My personality will change. I will go from this fucking reckless ass nigga to, are you okay? Oh my God, I love you. We're going to get you snacks. We're going to do Bro, my whole fucking, my whole demeanor would change. I would become this loving guy. Like, I, I, would, I would do anything for my fucking kid. And if it's a daughter, I would literally stress my, I would stress myself the fuck out just to make sure she's okay. Are you going to be an overprotective dad? Do you see yourself as that? I feel like at her early stages, like from like one to like, oh, like 10, 11. Yeah. But then like once like she turns 12 and wants like to start having her own forms of liberation, then I'll be like, yeah, you know, like go out and do your thing. Like just make sure you come back like, you know, safe and like come back at like 11 or like 10, 10, 30, 11. Cause that's like always been my thing. My parents were never, my parents were never strict with me. And I figured that's kind of like the method to like really raising them like healthy child you can't have too many rules because then they rebel exactly. you can't have too little rules because then, then they chaos. start to go out of pocket yeah like you gotta have a nice balance but even with a nice balance i feel like it's not that fun like i feel like with me in having like in having and basically being raised the way i was mm-hmm. where like not that much attention was put on me like it's kind of it kind of led me down to a path of like okay i'm gonna do all this dumb shit until like i get noticed and like I guess seen in a way and it was like a form of like trying to get validation so I feel like if I don't really like I don't know it's really hard because like you have to kind of you have to really like make the perfect moves like raising your kid and doing all of that like if God forbid like I don't know my biggest fear is missing out on my kid's life Mm. like I don't want to like miss out on anything and like I want to play all the cards right, but I feel like it's inevitable to really fuck up, and not really because you want to, but because like you don't know, like all you make the right it up. moves. I feel like parenting is kind of like you make it up as make you it, go along. You gotta make it up on the fly, because <laughs> bro, my mom definitely no made my mom made that shit up on the fly. She said, "Look, I don't know. She, I don't know I don't, a damn thing about raising my son, but here's a toy, here's an Xbox. Leave me the fuck alone." That's really how it was. She was like, "Bro." Here's a PlayStation 3. Let me know when you want pizza and go about it. Meanwhile, my dumb ass was going out. Bro, I ran out there. Bro, whenever she would leave the house, I would leave the house. I was I a little def- badass kid. I felt like that for a decent amount of time. Like, my mom was like my crutch. Like, I definitely, I needed to be with my mom because if not, then what am I doing? Going to school? Like, I want to be with my mom, bro. But I think middle school started to give me more of that independence. And then I was like, I'm a person. Like, I feel things. I can do things for myself. And then high school kicked in. And that, I feel like high school really puts you through like this. High school puts you through like a trial of emotions change. and personality. Because you're really trying to identify who you are. Yeah, you you don't come to terms with it. After, I don't even think you come to terms with it by the time you leave. You're just more aware of like the next step. Because that next step, I feel like that gap between... Like, that first year out of high school shows how you're going to start living your life. Because your thing, you're, what, 18, 19, and you're starting to really find out how the world works. Like, me, I figured out, like, I started to do a lot of research money-wise. 
and I started to put things together with my money, and I was like, damn. Yo, how the fuck was, dude, how was, an out of, how was the out-of-city college experience? Expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Fairly expensive, expensive, I could tell, but, like, I don't know. I feel like, and thing and I feel like it's worth it, like, high-key, though. It is. Going away taught me so much about myself, and it made me realize I don't want to go back to school, but we'll talk about that later. But, um... It was nice. It definitely got me around people that I would have never saw in high school. Like, the people I met up in Syracuse were some of either the nicest people I've ever met or some of the weirdest people I've ever met. And taking that and comparing that to Purchase, which is the school I was in earlier this year before COVID. You went to Purchase? Yeah, I was in Purchase for a couple months like two months from January till March. What the? F- I know somebody that goes to purchase. I know a whole group of people that go to purchase. That's purchase crazy. is crazy. Like, I got the. You ever I'm make happy it? A, I got the you ever make it any purchase parties? Yeah, the stud, bro. No vibe, bro. Damn. Like, there's things. There's um, parties on campus and stuff. But that was like January, February, March. So it was cold. Like it's cold in Westchester. <laughs> so. There was one time that we were walking around looking for a party, and I'm with the, I'm with a group of people I barely know because I'm with my one of my sweet mates and his friends, and one of his friends is just wearing a trench coat, jeans and a shirt, and I'm like, bro, you're not cold, and I got my fucking Columbia jack jacket and my hoodie and my lawn johns, and I'm like this. He's like, nah, bro, I was raised in Canada, and he's black too, so I'm like, bro, you won. Like, that's it. It's over. You were raising Canada, and you're walking around like you're not cold because you're not. You have no reason to be cold living, going from Canada. Like, things like that. I've met so many different people. I met artists, dancers, photographers, musicians. The uh, Once again, going back to that po- thing I posted, my friend that's in that video, he's at purchase, and he's still going. But will he go for long, though? We going to find out. Find out next week on college tuition. Dun, dun, dun. College tuition, that's another thing. Expensive. Dorming. Oh, my God. Dorming is expensive. I heard that a lot of kids are going for free uh, this month. I don't know if... What do you mean, like, dorming is and No, in terms of, like, uh, your... No, tuition. not really free, but, like, in terms of tuition. Like, all the purchase... Or one purchase person that I... Or one person that I know that attends purchase is, like, going for much cheaper than they would have regularly gone. Yeah, there's, they've been putting out a lot more grants and scholarships because of COVID. Yeah. So they're basically like, please come to our school, even though you're going <laughs> to log into your attend. laptop. Yeah, like... We know you're going to go to Zoom, but we just kind of need somebody on campus. I, have you have you thought about going to college or um, did I ever cross Yeah, but mind? I feel like right now I just kind of need that. I need my own, like, time because, like, I spent, like, what, five years in the high school system? Like, I, I kind of need, like, some time away from, like, education. But I know definitely that I'm going to pursue college. And that uh, I already have a plan. Like, I want to go and pursue a liberal arts degree and just handle that from there. And like, But at the same time, while I'm, like, pursuing that, I want to also, like, still continue music. Like, I basically have it all, like, set up already. It's just a matter of execution. Yes. But I definitely want to pursue college and, like, have that as a backup. Because I know the music's going to go somewhere, but I just need, like, I need to have a plan B and then a plan C to my plan B. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was taught to have a plan B and a plan C. Because back then, I used to just go by, like, if you have a plan B, you're already failing. But that people who say that are wrong, I've, <laughs> I've come to learn that, that, that living I, that way is wrong. I think having a, my thing is, like, 
I, I saw something when I was younger, and it was like Steve Harvey said, if you have a plan A, plan B is to make sure that plan A works. So if my plan A doesn't go as planned, that's cool. I'm going to still have that original intent there, but the way I go about it, that execution is going to be different now because I'm going to get to where I want to go, but I just need yeah, to. Like, I I'm feel very like adept. I, I'll change things on the if fly. If you live it by any means, like it, I don't know. I feel like for me personally, I live in a mindset where it's like it has to be by any means necessary that I get to where I want to get to. Mm-hmm. So for me to have just one plan is like, okay, that's cool. This is my foundation. But I also have to have like different plans in case like things go different ways. Because anything, any situation could always go left. Like we never True. really know anything until like it's secured and we know it. So and like, I don't then, know. Like that security can be just taken away right away pulled right under you especially like working in the creative industry like holy fucking shit there's so many rules and regulations to this shit once it blows up i didn't up. even know that until i started making youtube videos dude i'm just ask any one of your fucking art like any of your friends that make music like you would have thought it's just go to the studio make it like get on a beat and that's nope. it no nope. masters publishing producers Show. singers vocals chords this melody my nigga i don't <laughs> own my masters i i don't own the fucking beats t and that shit's on all platforms so i'm basically on suicide mode i'm like all right listen i'm gonna fuck the only thing that it is is that the only reason why my shit is on all platforms is that there's a finesse to it mm. the only finesse is that you cannot monet you cannot make any form of monetization from it if it's going to be on all platforms. So basically, I'm only using all the, the aspect of all platforms just for clout. And just for that recognition. That's all I'm using it for. I cannot get paid for anything I had previously made in the year of 2019. T. Probably like on SoundCloud though. Like SoundCloud will be like, hey buddy. And I'm just like. <laughs> here's a couple dollars. Here's Buy a, yourself bacon, egg, and cheese. Not even, not even bacon, dude. You don't even get. I get like what? Five cents? Probably or like a good thirteen cents off of like fifteen k streams. So, for for anybody that's curious about the music scene, what's your your take for any beginners? Do not go to the studio. Why? Listen, I'm gonna keep it a thousand with y'all. A thousand. Get any form of recording equipment. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be your fucking Apple headphones on an iPhone. It could be a snowball microphone on a laptop. Inter- it just it do it like just record and always have consistency. You don't have to have the most professional sound because sometimes the raw sound is always great. But if you're gonna actually like be serious about the music shit, be consistent. Cause me, I fucking I failed that consistency, and it proved to be my downfall. Mm. But also because music in itself is very stressful. Like, I burned myself out doing it too long. And when you burn yourself out, you don't really have the same creativity that you did when you were doing it in your prime. And so, I I wouldn't say that it's hard to produce music now. Because it's not. Like, now that I've got my groove back, it just takes a lot of time to find that groove. And then, like, you evolve from your old sound into a new one. And then you just constantly keep going and growing and growing and... Yeah, but overall, the solid advice that I'd want to give is keep your consistency going. Record anywhere; it doesn't matter the terms of production quality and how it sounds. Just make that shit. And honestly, just post on SoundCloud. Don't don't yes. try to fucking just don't try to Apple Music, Spotify that shit. 
post on SoundCloud, build an audience, and then go on all platforms. I like that. Um, let's see. We are a little over, a little under an hour and 30 minutes. So I think it's a good time considering we had like 10 we, different we, conversations. Yeah, we d- we've definitely been fucked around. up a couple of times. I'm not going to lie. But that's going to be funny for the bloopers. <laughs> People are going to go, yo, what's what are the bloopers? Well, Thanks. cue the fucking bloopers. Cue PS28 clip. Oh, my God. QPS28 clip. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United. Bro, I don't. I remember going to the office and like I was like, I'm going to do the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag. They asked me if I wanted to do it one day and I was like, no. And I never did it. I did that shit. And I, bro, I walked out the main office feeling like that nigga. I was like, yup. That's I me. I pledge the allegiance. I to the pledge school. the allegiance. I did that <laughs> shit. I, I was looking around, so I'm like, oh, my crush notices that I did it. Ha. Ah, it's me. Oh, my. Yeah, well, no, yeah, bro. This was a nice conversation. It was nice to speak on you about these things. I mean, hey, this was a podcast in the making. Yes, or, this was an episode in the making. Yes. Episode in the making. Ladies and gentlemen. We here. This is Wet World. It's your boy, Wet Memes. Yes, A.K.A. Sir. Big D. A.K.A. D. Mills. A.K.A. Yes. Wavy yes. God. Yes. And it's that boy Jay. You know the vibe. We are. <laughs> and you're watching Wet World. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>